How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanase Yopukusa Kodie as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. Consulting anything for your distressing, they would attract the judgment of God on this mountain. Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode is an end time seasoned firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. Everything that belongs to you, may the Lord gather you from the west, gather you from the east, gather you from the south, gather you from the north. May you stay in the center of your way. And now, the message. The word discouragement or discourage means that this is means remover of something. So it's two words put together. Now, the word this means something has been removed. So when the Bible says, or when the, they say you are discouraged, it means that your courage has been removed. When you say you are diseased, it means that your ease has been removed. So it means that anytime Satan comes and takes something from you and steal your courage, it becomes discouraged. It means that the courage you have as an ingredient, it has been taken away. Another word for remove is that take away. It means that the courage has been what? Taken away. So you can be discouraged in marriage. You enter it with courage, but that courage has been stolen. You can be discouraged in academic works. Every failure can be traced to that foundation. Oh, I don't think you are ready like in the morning. Hallelujah. You can be discouraged in your courtship. All the enthusiasm, all the zeal is down. When you see yourself discouraged, all the ingredients that will advance the course of relationship start diminishing. Somebody say discouraged. So it is, I never knew that it is the devil's most expensive commodity that he sells. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. I can't hear you say amen. amen. Hmm. Somebody say discourage. Anytime you are discouraged, you block your spiritual breakthrough. It's not that, now watch this. Remember a remover of something. Remember what I told you. Anytime uh, the word discourage means that when you are discouraged, it means that uh, your courage has been removed. Your courage has been taken away. Your courage has been subtracted. It has been taken away. Now, for instance, how important is courage? Courage <laughs> is not the absence of fear. In the morning, I spoke a lot about fear. Hello? I told you that fear is a trusted weapon of the devil. Once Satan sees fear in your territory, he has the legal right to come there. Once Satan sees fear, nothing stops him from coming to your territory. Now, Courage is not the absence of fear, but courage is still moving forward when you are afraid. So, 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 
it's not that Goliath is a simple man to go and handle. I don't think David went there because um, 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 David felt like I can bring him down. It is the spirit of courage that made David want to face Goliath. Now watch this. There is no substitute for courage. Now watch this. Watch it. You get this one. This one is very important. Courage is the senior brother of faith. You can have faith and not have courage. But it's not possible to have courage and not have faith. So anytime you are... That is why when Joshua took the mantle from Moses, God told Joshua that all I need from you is to be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. It means that there is no substitute for courage. Now, another word that can be, it means that the responsibility is on you. Anytime you hear God say be, it means that he can give it to you. Have I not told you that be strong and be very courageous? It means that when you see the Amalekites, when you see the Jebusite, when you see the Canaanite, by their stature, by their height, it will take courage for you to face them. Watch this. I have already given them into your hands, but the appearance can let you be afraid. So when Israel get to Kadesh Benia, what stopped them from entering the land is lack of courage. They came back that we saw the sons of Anak, and in our eyes we were like grasshoppers. It's not that they, they didn't even see the Israelites. So they saw the enemy and concluded that the way they are, we are grasshoppers and they are human beings. You are not listening to me. We saw like, when we saw them, we, we, we saw like, oh Jesus. We were in our own eyes like grasshoppers. Not that God said, not that the enemy said, they concluded. Now, even though God has told them, I've delivered the enemy into your hands, by lack of courage, let them, they saw something different from what God is seeing. So if you don't have courage, you magnify your problem bigger than God. And once your problem becomes bigger than God, God will not step in to deliver you. Hallelujah. Are you ready for knowledge? Uh-huh. You thought I was going to tell you point one, caution. Caught with a good guy, point two, make sure he has a beer, point three. Mustache. No. Every failure, we have to lay foundation by telling every failure can be traced to discouragement. Because after even you marry, you need courage to continue the marriage. Everything you are doing is courage. God called you to ministry, you need courage. Hallelujah. It takes courage to come and plant a church here. A lot of courage. You know, it's not sensible. I mean, <laughs> Hallelujah. If I without courage, you can't even obey God. Because all the things God will tell you to do, it doesn't make sense in the natural. <laughs> Amen. Nobody say courage. If you lose your courage, if your courage gets subtracted, uh, all kinds of things will step in. Hallelujah. What did I say about courage? Do you remember what I said? When you are discouraged, you block what? Your spiritual breakthrough. Tell somebody, when you are discouraged, you block your spiritual breakthrough. Discouragement is the devil's most useful tool. 
he uses it a lot. Once you throw that in and you catch it there, he can deal with other things in your life without sweat. And I told you in the morning, a lot of people are working in the church who are discouraging one area in their life. Somebody say discourage. Say it very loud. Say discourage. I don't know whether to tell you this. For instance, it is possible. Do you know why you want to do a big wedding? Do you know why? Even though you don't have the money to afford it. <laughs> no, I don't have a problem when you are safe 100,000 Ghana CDs and your wedding will cost you 10,000. It will still not affect you. But I have a problem when your wedding is 10,000 and all you have is 2,000. Oh, the way you are quiet, I don't have to go there. It will not affect everybody, but it will affect some people here. <laughs> do you know why you want to do a big wedding, even though you are not supposed to? In fact, some of you, based on where you come from, you shouldn't do wedding at all. They say, how do I get married? No, when I say wedding, I'm not talking about coming to wear a gown. You have to do it in office. Three people from your husband's family, three people from your family, finish. Because ripe mangoes attract stones. And depends on where you come from. There are some things that must be done in obscurity. <laughs> Lord, they are not listening, but I'll try to say something. The number one reason why you do that is that, for instance, all of us in the room get this point. It will help you in your family life. Our destinies are not designed by God the same. So there are things God will give me. You can never have it till Jesus come. Settle it. If you try and force yourself to get it, you get into things that you cannot handle. Number two, there are things that God can give to this lady in two months, but you give to this one in two years. Because if you give to this one based on the way he is, now God knows you more than you yourself. You have to come to, no, no, you are not listening to what I'm talking about. I say God knows you more than you yourself. Everybody here, God knows what you can handle. God knows what you cannot handle. God knows who, it's the manufacturer that knows the product. So only the manufacturer can tell the qualities in the product. Only the manufacturer can tell the weakness in the product. So some of the things you are asking that God is not giving to you, when he gives it to you now, it will destroy you. You can't put kerosene in a car and expect it to move. I've seen it happen to many people. I think it happened to me once. If you go to filling station, there are two, uh, there are sometimes about three things that they used to fill the food. Uh, if you are not careful, sometimes they can put diesel in your petrol engine. 
And when you move it, it will block it and kill it. It will just destroy the engine. The, all the pistols will cease. It means that just going to filling station and say you want fuel is not enough. You must know the type you want. So you sitting here, it's not every fuel that will work in your system. Our destinies are not designed the same. Our destinies are not designed the same. That is why Paul said that we don't not, we dare not commend ourselves to some that commend themselves to themselves. He said they're measuring themselves among themselves and comparing themselves among themselves. They are not wise. And the opposite of wisdom is foolishness. So if you are not wise, you are a fool. You might not be a fool in totality, but there's an area in your life you are becoming a foolish boy. And a foolish girl. For instance, you can be very academic, brilliant, and be stupid in choice for partner. I told one guy who met me as a pastor, and I told him, and then he was preaching, and he said, Prof, you see the way I preach? I say, be a good preacher is not equivalent to be a good pastor. There are so many things a lot of people don't know. The fact that you can preach does not mean you can pastor. The fact that you can prophesy does not mean you can raise a ministry. It's two different things. The fact that you are beautiful does not mean you can be a good wife. In fact, I'll go deeper to rather frustrate you more. I tell you that not every woman can be a wife. A woman has a breast, has a shape, but it doesn't qualify you to be a wife. So shape is not synonymous to a good wife. Let me take it higher. Not every wife also can be a virtuous woman. What is the levels? You can marry a man and frustrate him. In fact, you can even marry and kill the man's vision. You can marry a woman and destroy the woman's potential. I've seen men who are so insecure about their wife that they've killed their wife's potential. It's happy even to pastors. Every discouraged person is not secured. Oh, today I'll give it to you and go and sleep. You know, most of the problems that we are binding is not demons. See, I discovered that we have given the devil position that he doesn't deserve. Sometimes Satan's name is mentioned in the church more than Christ. If there is a greatest weakness he has given to us, eh, it's the fact that he has presented himself in the way that we have given him attention. And because he's a liar, if you give him attention, he'll give you direction. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't catch it. If you did the devil attention, he will give you direction. So one of the 
powerful way to handle him is to ignore him. Ignoring him is that he is operating, he wants attention, but you pretend he doesn't live or he does not exist. It will help you a lot. Satan's name is mentioned too much in the church. And where we need knowledge, we want to bind. For instance, a lot of people that are looking for deliverance here, they don't need deliverance, they need discipline. The devil can never stay in your body until you permit him. You need discipline. For instance, if you are operating with a demon of lust and we deliver you from it, you need discipline to sustain that deliverance. Because until Jesus Christ returns or you go and be with the Lord, you can never run away from temptation. For instance, marriage is not a cure for lust. After you marry, you meet more women and desire them than your wife. After you marry, you meet more men and want to sleep with them than your husband. You will get there. And some of you don't think you have not been tempted. Don't think you are strong. The opportunity hasn't come. Oh. <laughs> the opportunity to eat the fruit of knowledge and good and evil has not come. They stay in the garden for some time. One of the things the Bible didn't give to us was the period they stayed before the enemy came to tempt them. And theologians believe that it can be millions of years. So the reason why we preach some things that you think that's not happening to you now, that's not, all messages are not for now, they are for future. There are some things you are hearing now where it's a seed in you to handle the temptation in the future. For instance, I'll tell you something. A lot of men that commit adultery in the kingdom commit it after they are 50 years. After they were 50 years. So statistics show that more men commit adultery after 50 years than below. And why does it happen? Ask God. And ask your father who is 50. That is the statistics they say. They say that because by the time you get to 50 and stay in marriage, for instance, if you marry around 25, by the time you are 50, you have married for 25 years. Is that correct? That is the time you begin to be fed up with one another. <laughs> so you see, if you are here, you say you are married, your own has come inside. Marriage is not a cure for lust. You develop more appetite for other women after you marry than before you married. This is not to the woman, it's to the man. That is why I have a lot of suspicion for any man who has caught in with a woman or you are married and the man is living in Abruzzi for six years and the woman is living here. The woman can stand the chance of staying faithful but the man is not possible. Unless he's really rooted in the things of God. And the level of his fear of God is that the interesting thing is that the more closer you get to God, the higher your temptation. So there are some things that God will tell you. And God will, God will never continue to protect you because you have sacrificed America for marriage. I told you I'll give it to you the way it is. Because marriage is more important than America. Why are you sitting in America your wife is in Ghana? That's what it is. 
So, if you see that you are under pressure, the best thing is to sacrifice America and come for your wife. If not, another woman will be orchestrated by the devil. A woman can stand. No. The Bible didn't say it's not good for the woman to be. It says it's not good for the man to be alone because God knows that a man is designed to give, to give seed. God designed a man as a giver of seed. That is why when he was looking for seed, he went to Abraham because he has the seed. In your seats are all the nations of the earth be blessed. Every man city I told yesterday has about 6 billion sperms in there. Ready to discharge. And if you bring your container, they will discharge it for you. No, it's natural. There's nothing wrong about sex. Sex is made by God. It's a life producing. Everyone sitting here is as a result of sex. Without sex, me and you will not be on earth. But the reason why we talk about it is because of the abuse. God wants men to have sex so much that in the Garden of Gideon, he didn't give them dress. Okay, you can't handle this one. Let me get out of here. This one is too, too deep for you. Hallelujah. You pretend you are holier than me. No. God made sure that because once he said be fruitful, panties will hinder it. No, do you know why now you can't handle it? Because of the fallen nature of man. I can speak it very easy because of the knowledge I have about it. It's not that I don't see sex as anything at all. A pastor told me, is it good to have sex with your wife before you preach? I said, it's the best way. It releases tension. Yeah. Yes. So if you are binding your husband, is going to preach. You are going to preach. And no, no, no. I said, no. Sex is one of the holiest things God has created. Because out of it that you get to the human life. Without sex, I will not be preaching here. Without sex, you will not be sitting here. So it's called life-producing act. But everything must be done in the context of which God has said it should be done. When you take it out of that context, it becomes a destructive weapon. So, even though sex was produced by God, Satan has taken it and is abusing it. So when a man is sleeping with you who is not your husband, you are abusing a holy thing. And the consequence can be very strong. I wanted to postpone this preaching. You say you want it, so get it. And let no man yet deceive yourself. It is not something you can do away with. No. As long as you are living, that appetite will continue to be in you. You just have to build self-adjourments. I study a lot about holiness. I study a lot about sex in the Bible. I know every quotation in the Bible that talks about sex. I know how God even killed people for wrong sex. When God gave the mantle of leadership to Judah, Judah's son, firstborn, married Tamar, and died. And the secondborn supposed to, according to the culture of Israel's, um, what do we call it? Um, their family system. The second man must marry the wife. So the Israel culture is no matter I love her, I don't love her. No, it's a law. If you have four brothers and the first one, your senior brother left his wife, you, the second one, must marry her automatically. And the children you produce must be named after your senior brother. 
Now, the second brother, when he slept with the woman, the Bible says he spilled the seed on the ground and God smote him. So God can care for sex. The Bible. By the way, we are quiet. Fornication is expensive. Adultery is very expensive. Because adultery involves selfishness. Adultery involves that what you are going to take, you have some at home waiting for you. These are things in the Bible. Want more? Watch the Bible very carefully. Why is God has destroyed the world? In Noah's time. In, 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 in lost time, he does destroy a country. All of them is connected to sexual art. In Noah's time, angels came on earth and started sleeping with the daughters of men, producing child. The Bible says, the wickedness of men has come before me. And it's continuous. My spirit will not strive with mine forever. He begins to arrange a judgment for the world because of wrong sexual act. He destroys Sodom and Gomorrah because of pornography. Remember what I told you yesterday? Let me detour a little bit. The greatest need of a male is to have sex. All the women here should say amen. If you're about to marry or you are married, the first greatest need of a male, I didn't say man, the first, the number one greatest need of a male is sex. So when you are marrying your husband and you are bringing him to the altar, you must have that at the back of your mind. That this man that I marry have to service him sex as long as he can handle It is the greatest trouble of divorce in all the world. This is it. The reason is that because God created man to release it, if you don't get ready to give to him, he must look for somewhere to get it. It's a nature. If you are a woman, you will not understand unless you get knowledge about it. That desire is so strong that people can rape. The greatest, the number one desire of man is not sex, because man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. The number one desire of man is God. Man needs God, but male needs sex. Is it very confusing? It shouldn't be. Let us make man in our image. It didn't say let us make male in our image. Let us make man in our image. Let us make ma- the reason why we don't have angel Michael and angel Rebecca is that in the realms of the spirit there is no genitals. So you can't tell me that God has an organ. No. But your spirit looks like God, but your body doesn't look like God. So when you say you are fearful and wonderful, it doesn't mean that God looks like you. You are too ugly for God to look like you. Here and you, we are too ugly for God to look like us. God is too decorated to look like us. But our spirits look like God. So male is the spirit in his God. But man is flesh in his sex. 
Uh, anybody who has bound his head and lift up their head, tell them to lift up their head. This is the number one problem of all the separations of marriage in our generation. If you go underground, it, that is the separation. Every anger of your husband must start from a place that you deny him sex. And you build it on it until you come to the place that it has to part you. When you go to the western country, people have killed their wife for these struggles. They killed them. A man shot his wife. Thank God the woman didn't die. They have to do serious surgery and in court. They have to get the reason why he did that. And he said he has denied me sex for six months. They just say go home free. They just, they just, just discharge the man. They say go. When they asked the judge in appeal, he said that I am a man myself, and I know what he's going through. No court can judge this man for that. It is not the man's fault. It is the way God made them. Hello? Are you getting what I'm talking about? No! That's what I told you yesterday that the reason why men don't have cycle is that they have to be ready at every time. A woman has cycle, but men don't have cycle. No woman, no man go through a cycle. Because God made man every time, every hour to release his seed. Am I helping somebody here today? I have to give you knowledge so that you don't fall apart. You will destroy your marriage and you don't know that this is the cause. Most of the things your husband is angry, it is not because you ask money. It is not because the source himself doesn't want to tell you. Samson was following the Philistine woman. The mother told him that Samson, are there not women in Jerusalem? Check your Bible. Going. When you go read the whole of Judges, he said, because he pleased me. That is what Samson said. Are you pleasing your husband? It means that the Philistine woman gave something that the Israeli women were not giving. The children of this world, in their own eyes, are wiser than the children of the gospel. That is why an unbeliever can easily take your husband. Whilst we are speaking in tongues. Think the man is a demon. <laughs> your husband will go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. You remember when we were caught with a guy, you can give your body to him in the car, give him everywhere, give him everywhere. The only difference is that uh, in courtship, you don't meet regular. I'm not licensing you to continue doing. Continue doing the car. That's why your cars cannot start. <laughs> Watch this. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. It takes holiness for car to be very good on the road. Yes? <laughs> oh, somebody just remembers on the Holy Ghost. Take it away from his mind. <laughs> oh, well, everybody has a pass. Whether your pass is good or bad, forget it. It's the pass. Amen. But, you see, this thing about you meeting your fiancée um, because you see, the thing about courtship is that you don't live in the same place. When you don't live in the same place, eh, anytime you meet a person, there is a refreshing of the relationship. I've not seen you for one month, I've not seen you for two weeks, I've not seen. But the marriage responsibility comes when two of you are living in the same room. For instance, I'll tell you something. 
a lot of male gynecologists. So there's a particular country that they almost stop male men from practicing gynecologists. Because as a result of playing around women, sometimes they've forgotten and they don't have any affection towards their wife. It is psychological. This one, I won't go into details because if you were a woman, you wouldn't understand. But if you were a man, you would understand. So a lot of gynecologists, they play with women, they see their nakedness, they see that. So when you have a wife, it can become a normal routine. This is the way God made it. A man is equivalent to a gas cooker. A woman is equivalent to an electric cooker. The electric cooker has this burner on it. When you start it on, it will take time before you heat. But you light your gas. Put. That is a man. Are you getting the picture now? Watch this. So, once the thing comes to a man's mind, it has descended to every part of his body. It's mine. A woman must respond by touching. But a man doesn't need to touch. Don't touch me, I can touch myself. the greatest thing God told Samuel, the prophet. Mm. When he went to Jesus, he said, Samuel, don't anoint him. You have chosen the wrong king. He said, man looks at the outward. So there is something in man that at, what he sees gets attracted to him. And when he gets attracted to him, he comes. So watch this. This is something too you must understand. Once you light the gas, boom, the fire starts coming. When you put something that is cooking. So when you light an electric stove and a gas stove, you realize that when you are cooking egg, the gas stove will take lead quickly. But the electric stove, when it heats, so when you play around the woman and it starts heating, you are in trouble. You boil you until you burn. Most electrical gas cookers end up burning rice. Because even after you put it off, Temperature is very hot. That is why women can keep lipstick that is hot. That is why they can wear skirts that are hot. The reason why they use hot for them is that, okay, I'll get out of that. Now, wherever you are going, for instance, if you are here, you are a local champion, and you have not traveled international, you would think that everywhere is around your environment. You will get to another environment realize that it's a different thing altogether. That's why I said that the opportunity to be tempted has not come. I have traveled the world. So I know what I'm telling you. For instance, you come to church, you see all these girls wearing long, long skirts. They are sitting here with their holy attitude. When you go to another place, it's not like that. It's not. One day, my wife and I went to Singapore. I don't know what, one of those things we went there. And when I went, those were the days I was doing massaging. That was what cut me from massaging. Because I used to preach and they said, oh, do massaging. And then, so the first time I went there, they massaged me. Then the next time, they said, that, oh, they will do it three times because there's a lot of stress in my body because of whatever. I have to let God deliver me from that completely. That I substitute massaging with swimming. And they say, once you can swim, you'll be fine. You don't need that. Now, when, that is a country. When I went there the first time, they said, 
I, it's a long time I did the massage. So they brought a man to do the massage. I look and say, I want a man. They said the difference is that the man's hand is very strong. So the guy did the massage. So okay. The next day, they said they'll come and do it in my hotel room because the hotel I'm sleeping. I was in the 54th floor. And the massage, massaging was somewhere down at the reception. So they said they'll come and do it in my room. So the guy came first day, did the massage. I slept seriously. The next one he did it. The third one, then they said that because my body has now responded, the stress is gone. So they, 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 will, they will bring a softer hand. When they said softer hand, I won. I didn't understand. <laughs> was there with my wife and my two kids, and I saw a lady came. When he came there, um, I was lying down. So he, um, uh, they told me, they, in fact, a guy brought a bed fed. They have a massaging bed. They bring it. They come and put it in your hall or something. And then somebody came. When I came there, I saw the lady. He was, he was wearing almost panties sitting down. Because in their country, part of the thing is that when you are doing the massage, the lady that does the massage must dress in a very sexy way. When I shouted there, my wife jumped out of the bathroom naked. I logo all their massages. You can see Prophet Nana. You can see my reaction towards that. It was rough. It was rough. They said they, I was even lucky they didn't call the police. I pushed everything outside. But later I realized that it was a culture. They don't have any mind to come and sleep with you. But the massaging, because those massaging things, they can take a demonic dimension. It can be very dangerous. In fact, one, one lady who used to do it was one of my daughters. He said, stop. And he said, Daddy, a lot of the men you massage, you don't take it, they will sleep with you. They will rape you strong. Somebody, look at somebody and say, massage, massage. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So, culture. So, if you are not traveling, and you are going to travel, oh, so we must teach you this. You are going to travel. It is very difficult for you to walk around a church and for one of these girls to come and tell you that he loves you, he's in love with you. But other countries is common. It's common. A woman can cry because he says he's in love with you. And weep in church and hold you and say, if you don't do something with her, she will kill herself. It happens several times. I went to Hong Kong many years ago with my wife. And then in the night, we wake up and say, we are going for a stroke. Because we were sleeping in the city center, Hong Kong or China, there about. And then, we were in Hong Kong, we proceeded. And then when we went there, I say, because when we travel to those countries, immediately you step into another place. They are about eight hours ahead of us. So you see that when it's night here, it's about day there. So you see, you take about two weeks for your system to adjust. So because it's midnight in Ghana. So we wake up and realize that our day has become midnight and our midnight has become day, that kind of thing. So in the day we are sleeping, in the night then we wake up. So one day we wake up, we're walking and then we're walking somewhere. Ah, when we're walking, I saw that every store we pass, they will come and they will clap their hand, they will be saying something in their language and in, and in short. And then there was a medical doctor, was, that was my interpreter, I think it was in China. And then I asked her why. They was laughing, he wouldn't tell me. I said, why? He said, the girls are angry. And I said, why? He said, here is a prostitution lane, and nobody works here with your wife. So if it's not because of us, they will have attacked your wife. Because all sell marketing. 
How many of you want to go international? Are you prepared? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of your cousins have gone to America and backslide completely. Because they didn't understand the system. That's why I'm giving you the knowledge you have. It is one thing to pray for international ministry, another thing to be trained for it. For some time now, God stopped me at a certain point in America. For about two years, I used to go to America and I would not preach. Because one day, I would not preach. Bishop Eddie Law invited me and God said, no, you are not going to preach. The Church of God of Nations, Bishop Mosley, God said, you are not preaching. I said, why? Well, I said, because of the nature of your message, if you are going to talk about gay spirit, because you can pick somebody in the congregation that is a gay, and you go that line, so don't preach for some time, because it's a hot thing now. So I couldn't tell the pastors the reason, but a lot of pastors are there, because you see, this is the danger of the prophetic oppression. My prophetic anointing is not just calling people. It can also proceed in preaching. So I can preach a message you would think that somebody came to tell me something about you. Because once I pick it, I'll speak in that area. How many of you came here and I preached something that you think that, uh-huh. Have you seen it? That is how the prophetic anointing. So God said, no, you are not preaching for some time. And you have to master that thing. And learn how to pick something in the congregation and not talk about it. That's why in the evening we are going to deal with something. Eh? The wealth in the hands of the sinner is affecting the progress of the church. Anytime the Christians look poor, it makes people undermine our God. I'm going to say powerful things this evening. So by the time I finish preaching this evening, you'll be angry with poverty. Listen to me. One of the best favor you can do to poor people is to make sure you don't join them. Oh, that's a good one, man. Can I say that again? Mm -hmm. The best favor you can do to poor people is to make sure that you are not part of them or you are not one of them. If you go and add up, you are increasing the number. Can I make another point? One of the strongest ways to get out of poverty is to be angry. It takes anger to step out. You become restless and you, you will godly, when, when holy anger enters you, you will act by faith. Are you learning something here today? There are some things God tells you, you struggle to say it. But, I will look at your face and still say it. To be happily married. Are you sure? Hmm. Sometimes when I come to church and I see people wearing a nice gown, and then especially the ladies when they are doing the wedding and they have the video where they are waving. Say, do they really know what they are going through? Do they have knowledge? You can be so discouraged you forget about where your wedding gown is. Especially when they announce that, please let's welcome the freshest from the oven. No wonder you are coming from oven. The newest and the freshest married couple, let's welcome Mr. and Mrs. Obulolo. Then, 
If you are lucky, you are there, and then <laughs> uh, Pastor Martin is there to give you a song. That gives us a This is the time that you are not supposed to clean your face. Somebody is responsible for that. And I like the way the maid of honors clean it. When I do well, we don't do like this. We press. It's pressing. A lot of stuff. All those things are useless if you don't have knowledge. You are just going through a short temporary enjoyment. The rest will be crisis. You'll be watching your wedding video and crying. Wow. Let me tell every woman here. It's a major sacrifice when you are asleep deep in the night and your husband taps you to wake up because he wants to fire. This is where how many of the marriage women know what I'm talking about? No, lift your hand so that they will see. All the married people, those who are not married, watch them. No, wave your hands so that they will see. So because they are the camera, this woman, all of them experience it. Midnight. Because I told you, a man is loaded to offload. Did you hear what I said? I'm telling you. And it can happen amid that Bishop James told me. He said that a man can see his wife dressed going to work. He's late to. And sitting in the car, I say, oh, come, come, I've seen something, let me give, and bring you there and fire before you. <laughs> this is where lots of people, I don't even know. I don't, for instance, when you are fasting and your husband is not fasting, it's not an excuse to stop him. It must only come by mutual understanding. And if it's not, fulfill all righteousness. Oh, the people say I should close, so I'm closing. <laughs> we'll continue tomorrow because <laughs> the way you were putting pressure, what do, what do I expect I was going to tell you? I'm telling you things that are destroying marriages. I'll just give you one. I'll go to the next point you understand. Maybe tomorrow. These are the things. I'll give you three ingredients you need. If you master that one, you can marry for 100 years. One of them is what I'm telling you. Mastering sex. And let me tell you, it's not a matter of you wake up and you are trying to give it to the man. You must develop an attitude to show that you are concerned. And you even love what you are doing. So in marriage, there's a sacrifice that makes you hate something, but you don't show it in your face. Uh. So when you are waving your hands in the veil, understand. Do you know why our mothers and our grandmothers, even though some of our fathers were polygamous, but they marry and then they stay with them. My grandmother and his uh, arrivals, they were six in the, in, the, in the sitting in the royal house. Eh? And when you go, they look like sisters. They have tents. My grandmother told me that he, he always have the last week. So this one go this week. This one, that they, they have tens. You sleep this week, first to fifth, sixth to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a timetable. 
And because of that, eh, you are so committed. Because when you go, it will take you four weeks to go again. That is why Esther said that, I have not been called to the king for 30 days. Because when he came to the palace, eh, he shifted um, um, at a success from all the women. And because of the higher favor, he caught the man's attention. But there is a challenge in marriage that sometimes man can get used to you. It takes Jesus to stay with one woman. Can't do it outside Christ. Those of you who are not clapping, give me one reason why you are not clapping. It is Jesus. Now let me go to another dimension that you have not taken notice. It's very sensitive. I'm going to talk about it. Because we all have a past. One of the things we do is that when we are caught, we hide our past. It's not possible. I don't think I told my wife everything that I've done in the past. Secondary school, whatever I don't think. And you too, you remember that one. Now, what happened to a guy who has gone out with about 10 girls coming to marry a woman who is a virgin? I am teaching you a lot of things that you boom by a woman in Sassan because it doesn't need prayer. When you, the reason why God doesn't like fornication and adultery is that every woman has a different experience from the other. When you learn 10 women and you start sleeping with them, you see something different from this one, this one, this one, and this one, from this one, and this one. If I'm married, I've never seen any woman. That is why in Israel, when they marry, they don't see your virginity, they kill you. It's part of the Jewish law. So, when a woman breaks his virginity, he must be stoned to death. God established that one in the Mosaic law. It doesn't apply in the grace period. Thank God. If we're in the Mosaic law, a lot of you will not be alive by now. But thank God. For, how many of you are thanking God for grace? Even me, my... <laughs> Now, let me tell this one. I have to chip into the woman. This is why, for a woman, you have to be careful and be prayerful. You have to be very prayerful. If you study the Bible carefully, one day I read the Bible through and I said that. Mm. And I told my wife something. I was teaching. I said, Girl, do you know something? Every woman must be strong and prayerful because even the Bible has not been fair to women. For instance, there is a punishment for a woman that has committed adultery, but there's none for the man. That is why when they call the woman in the act of adultery, they call the woman to Jesus. It takes two people to commit adultery. When the first time I saw that scripture, I asked them, where is the man? Because there is no punishment for the man. You will be foolish to say that because your husband is going out with another woman, you too, you are going out with another man. It's the most stupid thing you ever do in life. Because society will forgive your husband, but they will not forgive you. Even if they cut both of you in the act. Wow. Can I go deeper? The Bible gave authentic direction to a man and authority to divorce his wife on the basis of adultery. But he didn't say the woman should divorce the man. This is the New Testament. That is why do yourself a lot of good. Kingdom. Make sure the man you marry knows Christ. 
safest place to be. Uma. Am I making sense? The safest place to be. In fact, let me go deeper to tell you that if you were a woman, if you were a woman here, you are a child of God. It is better not to marry at all than marry an unbeliever. Because you can't put a new wine and old wine skin. The two eternal life, the regenerated life and the non-regenerated life, when they are lying in the bed, it's very difficult. Because your spirit man is generated, the things you see, the Bible says the carnal man is enmity to God. The carnal man fights God. The carnal man does not understand the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. I am not talking about, I'm not talking about, that is carnality. Carnality is that the person is born again, but he's living by his senses. The one you are living, he's not born again at all. If carnality can lead to all kinds of sin, what about unregenerated spirits? That is why sometimes you have to pay the price. That even though the guy is not as educated as you are, but because he fears God, it's better to marry him. Because you marry and come to the place you see that all the things that you are married, I want to build a house, I want to do a car, I want to do at a certain level of your life, those things are not important. There is a place in life you come to that you need harmony and you need somebody that you can live with and have peace. It's crucial. In fact, some of you, you are blessed. There are people sitting here, what they are saying in their hearts is that they wish they are hearing what you are hearing when they were young. How many are saying that? Have you seen them? They wish. In fact, me myself, I wish I'm hearing what you are hearing. When I was getting married, nobody taught me all these things. I have to learn them on the rough road. Experience is the best teacher, but it can be a bad undertaker. It depends on what you are experiencing. Not every experience that brings you to your destination. Somebody shout, Amen. So, are you getting what I'm talking about? Okay, let's still talk about sex. There's another thing you must understand. You can go and marry, and you, the woman, has a low sex drive. And the man has a high sex drive. Men drive in sex are not the same. There are some men, when they manage to act one, maybe all this time, maybe one week, with their strength. There are some too. Every one hour, they can fight. It's not the place to bind the devil. Do you know the reason why they, 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 they injected this thing for better for worse in a marriage? It's not in the Bible. Marriage is not for better and for worse. It's not biblical. God didn't design marriage for better and for worse. There is no biblical, there is no scripture backing for that way. Marriage is only designed for better, better, better until you arrive at the best. There is no worse side of marriage. He that finds a wife finds a good to obtain favor from the Lord. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. One who chase after a thousand, two put ten thousand to fry. There is no worse side of it. But they anticipate. So it was a human doctrine, but they put it there because of experience. Because if you are not ready to have the knowledge, because it's not enough to have knowledge, the knowledge must be applied. Sometimes wisdom can be defined as the right application of knowledge. So when you have a right knowledge and you apply it well, it becomes wisdom. 
Oh, he's, I'm saying something, my Lord. They are not listening, so let me close. Now watch this. All I've said is about the man to the woman. It can be also the vice versa. The only... The, 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 the point here is that when a woman has high sex drive, it might not really create a problem in the marriage. Because when women want to have an affection that they don't get, they have a way of controlling it and sleep. But the man will never sleep. can be him. Let me tell you practically, this is myself. Maybe I cannot count how many times uh, my wife sometimes, when I sleep, he look at me sometimes. He say, the way I get tired. So, there is something in here. Because women are created with that kind of passion. That even though, if he wants me to do something for her, for him, for her, because of that, she will not touch me. But me, I don't care. But it's my nature. That's the way God made me. So when she gets tired, it's, it's her own business. The, oh, I'm preaching or something. <laughs> at least I have a backing here. In the mouth of two witnesses, at least. I, not, not everybody here is a hypocrite. At least Pastor Martin has come out to show. All the men, you look at me as a holy sinner here. God, Lord, I bring my sins in the blood. Realities of life. Oh, I, I really want to marry a pastor. You'll be shocked. Jackie is married one. You see the way he, he, his shock and my shock went together. It means that he sees himself. He is shocked. <laughs> when you look at some of us, you say, Oh, I really want to marry a pastor. Now, no, no, the, the first reason is that pastors don't sleep well. So if you marry a pastor, you don't really sleep well. Because they don't sleep. They wake up at every time and every hour. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I saw some couple marrying. They did a timetable for sex. The woman did a timetable. When he came to her, I told her, so, your marriage destroyed a long time ago. I told her, I said, the day you did that timetable, that's the day you left. When he came to me, I suspect my husband is going out with another woman. Then I asked questions, I got to it. I said, oh, I see. I said, oh, go away. There's no need to talk about this one. It's not that he, he's going out with another woman. He, he's already preparing to marry that woman. Mm. But, okay, there's another thing. You can get a man that as a result of the fear of God, he might overlook some things. Because a lot of Christian women are not marrying right. Most of the church women, eh, they, are, they don't behave well. Most of them. Some of them have even stopped looking attractive. Forgotten that where your husband went, there's a lot of young girls there. Hiding behind tongues. No, spirituality has nothing to do with putting yourself in order. tell you. During excess time, 
kings that the women married them, they prepared the women six months before they married them. Go and get Tommy Turner's book, eh? One Night with the King. And read it. They prepared them six months before they meet the woman, the man. I'm just still in the surface and you are quiet. A lot of you, you have stopped, you have stopped being romantic in the house. You have stopped. If I, you, know, you don't even wear nighty again, you wear boo to sleep. No, a lot of you don't have nighty, it's a fact. There are marriage women who don't have transparent nighty. It's a fact. I'm sure all the nineties in town will get finished after I finish preaching. Yeah. No. You don't have it. You don't have it. I'm teaching you things. This is wisdom. You see, you can easily take your partner for granted in Christian marriage. So when people come and they say, I want to marry a daddy, and then I travel and people are saying, they don't know what I'm talking about. They don't. This thing is rooted in knowledge. It is rooted in a lot of information. It is, the thing is, it is a hanging on fundamental scriptures and information. I am not a dummy at all. I know how to live in the spirit and I know how to be romantic. I know both of them. Because there are needs of this body that the spirit cannot satisfy it. No matter how spiritual you are, you live in a natural world. Give the Lord a clap of it. I know it. I know it. For instance, I meet a lot of pastors. So, hey, you are so busy, eh? That is very difficult. Hey, that's for you, your busy schedules. Do you have time for your wife? And I smile. Oh, I smile. I have a period of time that, if as a result of God's assignment, I stay for a certain time and I've not seen my wife, the moment I get there, I take her on a short vacation. The children at home and I take care. Can, I don't need to travel outside. Oh, let's go to this place, Coconut Groove. Let's go to Atlantic Takra. They just travel. And then let's go to, we used to go to this place, um, Manet at Ada. Let's go there. Sogakope, let's go there. And then maybe three days I'm just with her. You are paying your dues. Ah, arrest. All the arrest. You just clear them. If you, if, if you go to office and you have arrest, don't you stay extra night and do them. Why are you? Oh, okay. Let me get out of here. It is knowledge. It is knowledge. You are not just preaching. You are having the other one in mind. Because they are sacrificing for your ministry. And you must sacrifice for them. A false balance is abomination unto God. A lot of people don't know this. No. You do yourself a harm when your wife is in the house and is depressed. Every woman, every man that your wife is not happy, eh, God is against you. Especially if you are responsible for his depression. Thank God a lot of men didn't come. Dangerous. Hallelujah. Because if you study the hindrances to prayer, one of them is the way you treat your wife. Peter said, dwell with them according to knowledge that your prayers will not be hindered. So the way your wife, you are living with your wife, can block your heavens. In the spirit realm, ignorance is not an excuse. Pay the price. 
to go for knowledge. I even timetable my life sometimes according to the cycle of my wife. So there are times I know that she's going to go through this cycle this time. This cycle this time can let me do other things here while she's here. Because at that time, I don't need her too much. She doesn't need me. After my cycle ends, I come. So I plan even my wife with her. I plan my life with her cycle. And I know it. When it changes, I know. When the day changes, I know. Because I've followed it for years, so I know. It's not something God has to teach. God is not interested in teaching you that. It's a responsibility you must learn. Some people wish their husband is here. At least I have Jackie. Jackie, Jackie is a good woman. Hallelujah. All the hypocrites, they are not trying to. Some of you wish your fiancé is here. You need it. It's knowledge. If you don't take care, you jump into it and think. No, now, this generation, two years people are divorcing. One year, six months, they are divorcing. Knowledge is not there. Most of the counsel you go, all the things you learn is junk. Can you imagine I'm counseling you for marriage? Oh. That is why I don't do it. Because the <laughs> I have more information than the so-called called marriage cancer. I don't go to that area. But if I, if I say I want to teach you, I will teach you practically. I don't preach experience. I don't preach a theological message. I'm not a theologian. I preach experiential message. I don't need to read any book from preaching. I don't need to have a nose. Don't all my powerpoints are in my mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Your hard working and busy schedule in the office is not an excuse on your husband. Oh, honey. Today I'm so tired. I just want to go and take a shower and go and, and, and sleep. I don't want anybody to disturb me. You don't know who? <laughs> I don't want anybody to disturb I'm so tired. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Moko should boy. I mean, I mean uh, have, you, have you eaten? Thank God you have eaten that you go and lie down. Shit! Papa is so heaty. I'm in trouble. But let me tell you something. Eh? You can, let me tell you this. You can wear a dress to church. The husband will see the dress and the thing will come to his mind. So it didn't start from the time he acted. It started from Anopana Moko Asorel. So can you imagine by the time you return in the evening, it has built up. Ah, these people are not hearing me. Now, that time, if you react in the negative towards that action, it can be resentment in his heart. And it can build up to destruction of the relationship. If the man is not strong in the spirit. That is why Jesus Christ brings the fornication of a man's bar not to the act. He said, when you just look at her, because men can look at something and build it up. That is why the Bible is against a woman who dresses in the exposed part of your body. A lot of men will sleep between their mind. 
So you are walking around, but you are having sex emotionally. Yeah, so when you have a certain attraction, you know, you have to be careful. Yeah, because Jesus said that it's not the act. When you look at a woman, you lust after her. Huh? You have already committed the act. The same way, if your husband, you dress in a certain way, he sees you and then something will start building. And look at the outer. No. <laughs> Between the morning and the evening, some dress has changed the mind again. If anybody marry of any of these women, you are blessed. You don't have problem at all. If you come hundred times a day, they'll give it to you. Now let me tell you the danger. This is the danger. This is where temptation becomes strong. This is your husband. Occasionally, occasionally, and he starts building his heart. Any woman that tries to show a little concern anywhere, I'm saying he's trapped. It also depends on backgrounds. Not enough to marry your husband. You must be able, that's where courtship is important. You must be able to go to your husband's house. You must be able to go to the woman's house and learn psychology about the way he was raised. You shouldn't overlook that. It is one of the keys to stabilize your marital home. As you go to the house, by the time the father and the mother come to know you, and they know that this is your fiancé, and you keep going there, don't just go there for going state. Study psychologically. And if there is a need to ask questions, ask. And learn the way, if he has brothers and sisters, learn the way he relates to them. Because the first three years of your marriage, he is going to bring a hangover of whatever he has lived. The adjustment will not come immediately. And that is the time you can show a lot of wrong seed in the marriage. That will grow and destroy it in the future. For instance, when I was marrying my wife, I steadily realized that he, they are four sisters and one brother, and they are bond. They are very close, and they are closeness. Eh? When I go, he has time. We can talk until his sisters come. He will leave you run now. Then they start in front. Hey, never say. Until come back at the door. Then hey, never say. Hey, I tell you why. Hey, me obi. Then they start talking. Then you are isolated. Which means that when you marry and they visit you in their matrimonial home, the same act will play. So get used to it. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.